Do you remember back to your student teaching days? Would you be interested in hosting a student teacher someday? Listen to the newest episode of Teach Like a Boss as we interview some of Fort LaBoss's student teachers. We learn more about their programs of study, why they wanted to become teachers, goals for their placements, favorite resources and books, their future aspirations, and most importantly, their advice for practicing teachers who mentor student teachers. Season 3, Episode 6 is jam-packed full of interesting interviews and great tips to help you teach like a boss. Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss. Hi there, my name is Mike Thiessen, and I'm doing an interview here for the Teach Like a Boss podcast, and I'm sitting here today with Melissa Wenstob, and we are at Mary Montgomery School, and today we're actually talking to student teachers and asking them some questions about how things are going and what they would expect when they walk into the classroom and they're working with teachers, and kind of, I guess, some of the life goals and things that they uh, are planning on do with uh, as, as an educator. So um, we thought this would be a great opportunity to talk to our, our student teachers that are in the schools. And so I'd like to introduce uh, Melissa. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hi, I am in my first year of the after degree program at Brandon University and I'm in my second placement currently at in a grade four classroom. Awesome. Right on. How's it going so far? Good. Good. <laughs> right on. Good to hear. Um, so right now, what are you what are you watching, reading? Um, what are some of the things that you're using, I guess, doing with your free time? Um, reading and kind of studying as much as I can, getting into the grade four curriculum. Um, I did a grade three, four um, placement already, so I'm kind of a little bit in the know of grade four. So I am currently going to be starting a novel with my kids after spring break called Bud Not Buddy. So I've been looking into that and okay. yeah, I'm excited for that one. Right on. What's that one about? Um, it's a boy who is seeking out his foster or her, his biological dad. Okay. Mom knows nothing about him. So he kind of knows where he's at. So he's just on a journey to find him. Wow. That's great. Mm -hmm. What a great topic. Yeah. Huh. I'm excited. <laughs> um, do you have a travel bucket list or anything else planned for the next couple of years or? Um, not terribly far. No, I grew up in Northern Manitoba, so I'm thinking maybe a possible placement up there at some point. Otherwise, maybe in the future, but. Yeah, now mm -hmm. that COVID's kind of eased off a little bit and yes. those restrictions are done, now we can think about travel again. So that's why we're kind of asking that one. It's a, exactly. it's a fun topic right now because there's lots of people that are looking yes. forward to try to get around and, and yep. doing things. Are you enjoying that, getting out? And, yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Um, so you've already talked about uh, your program that you're in and what you're studying. Um, yeah, so what are some of your goals for your current placement that you're in right now? I know you probably do a little bit of goal setting when you, before you came out. Um, what are you hoping to learn? What are some of the things? Um, honestly, I just want to kind of take in as much as I can. I've heard so much about all the teachers here, how awesome they are. And I just want to kind of take in as much as I can, get as many resources as I can and plan mm -hmm. for the future. And there are some really great things happening at Mary Montgomery School. Yes. There really is. Yes, yeah. I've heard lots and I'm Absolutely. excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, we just, 
yeah, so thankful for the teachers that are here and the students here are pretty fortunate to have the Definitely. teachers they have for yes, sure. They all seem no. pretty amazing. Yeah. You're going to really enjoy it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So if you were to describe your perfect teaching position, mm -hmm. once you graduate, what do you think it's going to be? Um, I'm excited for it. I plan to stay kind of in the early years stream anywhere from the K to four. Um, I'd branch out a little bit. I'd go north. I'd stay in Fort LaBoss. I'd kind of where, where it takes me. Where the opportunity is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty open that way, but. Right on. And it's early years that you really enjoy. Yes. I yeah. like the kiddos mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, it's so much fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The smiles on their faces. And yes. They love you. And yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Why did you become a teacher? Um, there's a lot of reasons. I, I didn't actually start off wanting to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to do like, um, in a youth prison. Okay. And I just wanted to help kids that way. And then I, I ended up as an EA, actually. Hmm. And that kind of changed everything for me. I thought, you know, there's so much I can do as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I want that opportunity to, you know, be able to do that with the kids. And I think, mm -hmm. what better way to do it than a teacher? Awesome. Yeah. How long were you an EA? Um, it was about six months. So okay. not a whole lot. It was kind of yeah. before COVID initially started. So yeah. it... But that's enough of a taste, right? Yes. So you were able to be in there day yeah, after really, day and, and yeah. see what's happening in the classroom and, and know, yeah. okay, I really do want to become a teacher. Yeah, and the is... minute I started doing it, I thought, okay, you know what? This is exactly where I wow. think I need to be. So, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's really interesting when you talk about that experience as an EA first because mm -hmm. um, I know when I was doing my program, there was a few teachers that, or they were people that thought they wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And they started out that first year, they went to their first placement or their second placement mm -hmm. and they realized, you know what, this isn't right for me. So yeah. you've actually kind of already done that and you knew yeah. before you came into this program. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to stick with kids. So awesome. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've probably learned a bunch already in okay? case mm -hmm. things that have kind of, you've been putting into your toolbox. Can you name a couple of resources that you've been able to find along the way or anything that's been kind of a favorite for you? Um, I think, um, well, Google is my best friend, but teach <laughs> <laughs> it's all of our best friends. <laughs> there is tons on, I've used a little bit of ideas from that teacher's pay teacher's okay. site. Um, I've looked in a few libraries, there's tons of books and ideas and past teachers and mm -hmm. all kinds of yeah, resources whole, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> gathering and finding where you can, right? Yes. And the I think the beautiful thing about teaching, and this is what I really enjoy, is that as teachers, often we're more than happy to help another teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And I see that with most, I would say the majority yeah. of teachers are actually, when we have, uh, when we see somebody else that has a need, we could quickly jump in and we say, hey, I have that resource or I know, yes. what, I know what to do or, you know, I had yeah. that student before, so this is something that would help. And, and I think that's the, the beauty of our profession is that we, Definitely. we, we reach out and we help each other, especially yeah. when you know that you can be of use, you, you mm -hmm. make sure that you are. So, and oh. I think you learn so much by doing and experiencing from others as well. So yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Huge. That can be the best PD. Yeah. That, that professional learning community yes, within the school. Definitely. Yeah, it absolutely can. Well, that's awesome. Right on. Uh, we've talked about kind of some books already. Do you have a favorite right now? And I guess you talked about that one. Is that kind of your... Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah? Um, okay. I read the book to, in my last placement to my grade three, four kids, uh, BU by okay. Peter H. Reynolds. Okay. It is definitely one of my absolute favorites. I think I will forever have that book in my classroom okay i'm gonna check yeah. that one out yes okay. yeah i really awesome. liked it right on yeah thank you for that all right last one um what do cooperating or mentor teachers need to know about supporting you 
as student teachers and making it so that your placement with them is going to be valuable? What would you give them as a piece of advice? Um, I think just honestly, at some point, throwing us right in and saying, you know, I don't want to say figure it out, but mm -hmm. learn as much as you can. And at some point you have to jump in there and, you know, teach your own lessons. You got to figure out what works, what doesn't. Um, mm. You get to know your students pretty early on. So yeah, I think just... So is that kind of the, the tone or the, the feel that you get from other people as well when you talk to people in the university? It's like, I wish they just let me teach. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think... I would agree with that. Like, it's good mm -hmm. to be able to get in there mm -hmm. and just, I'm teaching now. Yeah. And to be actually be Miss Winstop, you know, and be yeah. that person <laughs> who's at the front of the classroom and is in charge of that classroom. And yeah. yes, obviously you have that teacher there to support you and Definitely. provide resources or step in when they need to step in. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's huge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun and it's been really cool to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Yes. And uh, we look forward to, um, yeah hopefully making a difference, I guess, in uh, student teachers and placements in the future because of the advice that you've given us today. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Melissa. My name's Devin Caldwell, and I'm here with Amy Kowalchuk. She's one of our student teachers at Oak Lake Community School, and I'm excited to welcome Amy to the podcast for a brand new episode of Teach Like a Boss. Thanks for being here, Amy. Thanks for having me. Well, talking to student teachers and working with student teachers is definitely one of my favorite things to do. And we thought it would be really neat to have an episode focused on student teachers because as practicing teachers, we were all there one day, um, a while ago for some of us, for sure. Um, so let's just take a minute to get to know Amy. Amy, the fr I'm gonna just get um, you to share some of your personal information to get started with. Um, what are you watching or reading right now? So I'm currently watching The Handmaid's Tale. I'm actually on season four and I'm on the last episode of it. Okay, I've watched only the first season. It's really good It's though. so good. It's have hard you, not to stop watching. Have you read the book too? No. No? And are you reading anything right now? I'm actually not reading anything right now. Yeah, probably because the minute you uh, get in bed at night, you just fall asleep. I do, honestly. <laughs> Student teaching can be pretty exhausting. Um, what about your travel bucket list? If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you like to travel? I would actually love to go back to Greece. I went in grade 11 and I would love to go back and see it again. Now, where did you go when you were in Greece? Um, we went to Athens. We went to Pompeii. We went, oh gosh, where did we go? Venice. Mm -hmm. We went in a little country in Turkey. Oh, nice. Yeah, we were gone for like 14 days on a school trip. That's a great school trip. Yeah, it was awesome, actually. Greece is one of my favorite countries yeah, it was beautiful. of all time. Okay, so obviously you're a student teacher and you're at a university, but what university are you studying at? I'm Brandon University. Brandon University. And what program are you in? Are you in integrated or after degree? I'm in the after degree ed program. After degree program. And what stream? Are you early, middle, or senior? In early years. In early years. Okay, so your placement at Oak Lake Community School, what classroom? What classroom are you in and who are you teaching with? I'm in the one, two, and I'm with Penny Wallace. Okay, yes. well, welcome. It's so nice to have Thanks. you in our building. Okay, so we, is this your second placement? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So going into a placement, we always kind of have those, you know, ideas in our mind about just things we'd like to learn or areas we'd like to further develop. What goals do you have for your current student teaching placement? I think I just want to build, like, more confidence in myself and, like, kind of allow myself to make mistakes. I get very, like, if a lesson plan doesn't go as planned, sometimes I feel like I did it wrong or that, like, shouldn't mm -hmm. have happened. So, I, one, I guess I got to learn to give myself grace and 
have confidence in what I'm doing. So becoming more confident, giving yourself some grace and, you know, just being able to take that time and and reflect on what went really well, what didn't go well, and how you can make it better next time. Yeah, and I would like to learn more about, like, centers and small groups because in class we still had to wear a mask and be two feet apart, so... We never did anything like that or even really talked about it yet. Okay, so your first student teaching placement this past fall would have been at the height of the pandemic. So there would have been social distancing in effect in the room. So no small group activities or centers happening. We did none. Or we did like one little tiny one, but that was about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this will be a really good opportunity for you to learn more about organizing and implementing and and managing small group activities. Yeah, no, I hope so. Now, you're in your first year of the after degree program, so one more year to go after this, yes. two more student teaching placements. Um, tell me, like, when, when you graduate, what is your, like, dream teaching position? Oh um, I would love to be early years, preferably, like, kindergarten, grade one. Mm-hmm. They kind of melt my heart. Yeah. Um, but I don't really, I don't care where I go. I can be anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just want to be feel supported as a teacher, honestly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, um, what grade level did you teach in your last placement? Kindergarten grade one. Kindergarten grade one. Yes. This time you're doing grade one and two. Yes. And I think, you know, the more exposure and experience you have, you just kind of learn that, like, kids are kids, people are people, and, like, grade eight can be just as much fun as kindergarten. I know I should probably broaden my horizons a little yeah. bit, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I know for my final placement, I did a 3-4, and I ended up absolutely loving it, so... It is good to expose yourself to different schools, different school divisions, different age grade levels too. Now, where would you like to teach someday? Are you more interested in a rural school, an urban school, staying in Manitoba? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I'm hoping like a rural school, Mm -hmm. I think. I grew up in the rural, so I kind of, I love the small classes and things like that. And I like the opportunities we have, like having art, like we just had like an art an artist in the class mm-hmm. and you just get to do I find that you get to do more of that in a small school and it's more like community based I find you get to know like all the kids in grade 8 to kindergarten mm-hmm. and in a, like a city school it's not that easy well, I think to that, do that I think that's really special like I taught kindergarten here for years and as a result like I know every kid in the school I pretty much taught every kid in the school and and that's a really great feeling I think there is that stronger sense of family and community in a smaller rural school for sure why did you want to become a teacher Amy oh gosh um I actually just out of high school I thought I kind of wanted to be a teacher but going back to school for five years seemed like nothing I could accomplish at the time Mm -hmm. so I actually took a couple years off I was an EA for a year and a half and I fell in love with the kindergarten kids. They mm-hmm. stole my heart right away. And so I kind of realized, like, that's where I wanted to be for, to do for the rest of my life kind of thing. So I went back to school, and five years later, here I am. Yeah, you're, <laughs> the end is in sight. You're it's in actually fourth, wild. Yeah, fourth year. Next year, you're going mm-hmm. to graduate. And I have only eight more classes left. Seems, like, so, like, easy. Yeah. Yeah, wild. Well, I always think, like, once you get into education, um, some, there can be a lot of work. But it often isn't that hard, necessarily. No. It's a different busy. I'm not busy writing papers or, like, doing a bunch of research. I'm just busy, like, doing things, making lesson plans, finding activities to do and all that stuff. It's a totally different busy, but you're just as busy. But 
it's kind of like a, I love busy. I love this kind of busy. Well, and I think it's so much easier to prioritize and just easier to cope with because it's advancing you towards your goal. Yeah. Whereas sometimes our undergrad courses just seem like, why do I have to even learn this? <laughs> yeah, I agree. So it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, once you're in education, you've got that tight knit group of of friends, you've got your cohort, and that makes going to school a lot more fun. It too. does. I talk to them all day. We have a group chat. We talk at lunch. We do everything. Yeah. 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 It's great. That's definitely a fun part. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned um, planning and lesson plans and resources and activities. Um, what are your favorite resources or teaching activities that you've discovered or tried out so far? So I actually learned this from one of my really good friends, and she's a first year teacher right now. Um, Class Dojo. Uh huh. And so it's basically just like a program that helps you kind of with classroom management. So every kid starts as like a little egg and you can give them points if they're like on task or participating in certain things, working hard, being kind, or if you have like little classroom problems, like putting away your lunch kit every mm -hmm. lunch, you can put that in there. And when you see kids do it, you can give them a point. And then when you get to a certain point, um, the person gets to a certain amount of points that their egg turns into a little monster. Yeah. And then you can actually hook up for the parents to see so they can see what they're all doing in the day, kind of why they're getting the points, how many points they got that day. Mm -hmm. And then, so my friend uses it as when they get 400 points, they do like a little class activity. But then we chose to do 2,000 points. And once we the whole class gets to 2,000, we're going to have a movie and popcorn day. So students are earning points individually. Yes. But then they're also earning points as a class. Yes. Okay. So I think our class has like 300 points right now. And mm -hmm. we just started like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Is there an option for students to compete in teams too? Um, I know you can sort teams on there. Yeah. But I don't know if you can. I'm just kind of learning it as well. So. Yeah. But I know, like, you can, there's, like, music you can play during it. There's, like, a timer. There's little, like, tokens that they can get on mm -hmm. it. So Class Dojo, is it free or paid? Is it app or web-based? So it's an app and a web-based. And mm -hmm. it's um, for free. And so there's a parent side that, of course, can see what their kid's doing. And then there's also a teacher side. Okay, well, that sounds like a really great tool to use because often as student teachers, classroom management and student behavior can be one of the most challenging aspects. It really is. So how's it working so far? How are the kids responding Good. to it in the grade class one and two? loves it, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it can, uh, there's a couple kids that as soon as you say like, okay, but if you do your work really quickly, we can, you can get a point and they just kind of get to work right away and the class kind of, I can just set it up on the board and I can start clicking people individually they just kind of just start to work and you don't really mm -hmm. have to say much you don't have to remind them to get to work they just they love it actually well it sounds like a great tool to check out thanks for sharing you're that, welcome Amy. now to kind of direct our conversation to books okay um do you have any favorite books that you love to read aloud to students yeah so my favorite book is actually called the okay book I love that book by it's Amy so, Krause-Rosenthal. Yes, yes, it's so good. And so it basically is just a book that teaches the kids that it's okay to just be okay at stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like we focus on like, oh, you're really good at that, and you're really good at that, and you're really good at hockey, and you should be really good at reading, but we kind of forget that it's okay to just to be 
just okay at things. Yes. As long as you're trying really hard and you're having fun doing it, I feel like we need to remember to do that more. And I love the artwork. Yes. How all the artwork is formed out of the letters O and K. Yes. So that's used in different kind of orientations to create all of the pictures. Yeah, it's awesome. We actually did a school-wide OK book this year, where in September, Mrs. Willimant, our Character Ag Community Schools connector, she um, read it to all the classes in our school, and then everyone did their own page for our OLCS OK book about what they're OK at, and then we did the O and the K, and we turned that into our illustrations. Right. We actually did that in class today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we read the book, and then I gave them their own pages, and they did it. They well, did say that they knew what I was doing, so that's why. <laughs> well, it's great they remember, because yeah. September's a long time ago when you're six years old. No, it's awesome. <laughs> so that's the OK Book by Amy Krauss Rosenthal. Any other favorites? Mm, not right now. I haven't really found many other ones yet, mm -hmm. but I'm sure I will. Yeah, you'll have to visit our library. Yeah, Mrs. I will. Mrs. Job has lots of good ones good. there, too. Okay, um, because our audience for this podcast is Practicing Teachers, the reason I like to feature student teachers on our podcast is I think it's really important for all of us as practicing teachers to remember what it's like to be a student teacher and to be refreshed on how we can best support these new teachers who will enter our profession very soon. So for all of the practicing teachers out there listening who might have a student teacher right now or might hope to have one someday, what advice would you give them to help them work more effectively or support more effectively? Hmm. I would say that to remember that really, especially in our first year, that we only had eight weeks of classes and we only had four classes. And then we kind of just got told that we were going to school, of course, and that we were, it's a sink or swim kind of situation. Mm -hmm. They kind of say like, here you go, you have five weeks, good luck. And that we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And to like not assume that we know everything, we're still learning. And of course, everyone else is still learning, but like we, don't really know much. We're uh -huh. just like trying our best. Yeah. Kind of thing. So practicing teachers need to remember, like don't take it for granted that your student teacher knows about it or knows how to do yeah. it. And to have patience yeah. too. And just be willing to take that extra time to explain things and, and make sure that your student teacher has all the information and tools they need to be successful. Yeah, it's like we're scared walking out, like <laughs> coming in here. It's scary. It is. Because we feel like we're just getting thrown to the wolves kind of. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying our best to do our best. And it's scary for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's getting less scary oh, now it is, it is. this for a little while. Compared to my first one to compare it to this one, it's, yes, it's a big change. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, Amy, and welcome to Oakley Community School in Fort LaBosse. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Um, it's Mike Thiessen, and I'm doing the Teach Like a Boss podcast, and I'm sitting in Verdon Collegiate Institute, and I'm sitting here with Abby Horner, and she's a student teacher here at VCI. She's got a placement with uh, one of the, the teachers here at VCI, and um, we're going to sit down and talk about, um, I guess, what is her experience in being a teacher candidate and working with other teachers and the learning that takes place during that time. So welcome, Abby. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I uh, originally come from 
Deloraine, but I currently live in Glenboro and I took my education after degree program and my science degree through Brandon University. Right on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today and go through some of these questions. Um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a little bit of information from you as student teachers about what your experiences are and what are some of the things that we can do as teachers to be able to support you in your journey. And so I know this is your fourth placement, right? Yes, correct. So you're going to be graduating this spring. Hopefully. Yeah. In theory, knock on wood. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. The last couple of weeks, you're winding down. That's awesome. Right on. So I guess let's start it out by just talking about what kind of things are you doing right now? I know you're doing your student teaching right now. Um, what are you doing to keep busy right now with your free time? Uh, I don't have a lot of free time. I have a lot of prep work, uh, but I um, normally when it's lower time for mm -hmm. uh, prep work and whatnot. Uh, I, I am definitely a, into the um, Netflix. Uh, mm -hmm. There's, there's uh, I'm into so many different uh, shows and I don't, like I will get sick of one and I'll go to another one. So I'm not really watching anything particular currently. Yeah. Um, but I'm big into movies uh, more than TV shows per se. Okay. Um, do you ever get it when you're sitting on that couch and you've been watched a few shows in a row and it actually says, are you still watching? And yeah, that little, what do you I do? know. And then it's like, eh, it's time to get up and do something. <laughs> yeah. So, time to yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, right on. Um, and I definitely do the whole, now that, you know, the COVID thing has been lifting, I mm -hmm. do search, where do I go next? What, what kind of plans do I have to travel? Because things are allowing me to do that. So then my time is also like dreaming of the next trip. So it's, awesome. it, it's, it's more of that, but currently I haven't been doing a lot of extra uh, <laughs> things for myself other than just breathing and sitting and having a moment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's busy. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you're studying and then you're planning and then right. you're teaching lessons and you're, you know, doing all the assessment and stuff like that too. Cause I know that all comes with, you know, these placements that right. you're doing right now, you feel like you're a teacher and you're kind of thrown into it. Right. So Oh, that's awesome. Um, so what are you studying? What, what area of the program are you in and, and what year are you in? I know you, we talked about the fact that it's your, your last right. placement. Yeah. So. so it's my fourth placement. So my, I'm in my last year. So there's two years. So my last, which is the second year. Mm -hmm. uh, I am in sciences. So I have a science major and a sociology minor. Okay. So I'll be hopefully getting into social studies um, it's harder to get a placement in social studies, mm -hmm. uh, but I've been mostly in the sciences for my placements. Awesome. So. Yeah. And you're enjoying it? Yes. It's, Good. I'm, they have way more things here than I, um, had growing up. There's, they have simulators for EKGs, uh, for, uh, breathing capacity, I'm, I'm going to learn about them, and blood pressure where we didn't have access to that. So it'll be something neat and new that I'm going to be seeing and um, versus just doing it manually, the blood pressure through your manual. Mm -hmm. There's there's other options now. So I'm really excited to get hands on. And they did way more dissections than I did when I was going through school. So it's nice to <laughs> see that that's happening and I'm getting involved in that too. Awesome. Way to go VCI. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Right on. So when you came out to your placements and stuff, did you have some goals or things that you had, had you done some goal setting before you came out or have you set some goals while you're here and saying, okay, what would, what do I want to learn? What do I need to know after I'm done this placement? Um, I really would like to know what the new hip things are, 
um, in school for teaching. Like the like I said, there were simulators and just new things and new activities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I've had all old school teachers, which is just it's fine too. But it's mm-hmm. nice to see that they're bringing more hands in on uh, activities when I didn't have that growing up for school. So mm-hmm. it's something that I was liking like I would like to get more ideas on how to do because I only remember what I had when I was in school Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to know what the new things are what labs you can do what um, different activities that weren't probably around when I was in school other than you know the pig dissection right like that was our main thing that we did for (laughs) hands-on yeah we didn't have all these extra things that you had and I saw that uh, one of the things that Mrs. Matheson did was she uh, had the this clay that the co-op gave, and she did the uh, the DNA video where you had to do the was it replication or or <laughs> what have you, and then you had to put a video together. So then you added the like technology on top of the science. Wow. So it was it was neat to see the two combine mm-hmm. when we didn't have that when I was in school. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in learning the new things that are out there to make learning fun because science is so content heavy it's nice to see the hands-on coming back in that's awesome yeah no i love it and that's what makes i think for the students that are sitting in the classroom that helps engage them as well right Mm -hmm. so not only you as a teacher it's more fun because you can teach and you can have that hands-on right but now for the students themselves they're engaged and then you get that energy in the room and you're just as excited as they are exactly yeah (laughs) which is so much fun and as a teacher when you go through those experiences it's like oh you it's like the bell goes and you're really class is already over you know like you don't want them right. to leave you actually want to stick around and do some of those things so oh that's awesome good for you um so if you were to describe your perfect teaching position when you graduate what would that look like what class what would that classroom look like and what would you be teaching well i'm i know most high schools are gray you know solid colors not <laughs> as colorful i would really like to change my like the way that classrooms have to be at a high school level. Mm-hmm. I know you're trying to get them prepared for university, but I really feel like we should bring more color back into the classroom. So I would try and have a classroom with more color, okay. um, whether it just be random <laughs> cupboards or which have you. Yeah. I just would like to bring more color into the classroom just to keep kids bright at the same time too. Yeah. I feel like if you have a happy place and a happy environment, yeah. that's where they'll want to be and I I know that's so it can be unrealistic at the same time and I might be dreaming but <laughs> okay that's, dream. yeah. that's my ideal yeah. um, classroom would be that and then mm-hmm. teaching um, I thought I would be more high school mm-hmm. uh, but when I, I had an experience in grade three four that made me realize that I might want more of a five to eight but Hmm. i still Mm -hmm. am very comfortable at this level too at at the senior years so um i guess maybe a school where you could take a grade seven and Hmm. could be a grade 12. i did a placement for that was basically seven to twelve okay um so i kind of like that having that kind of realm and variety Mm -hmm. so you can see you know what they they taught or were taught in that grade Mm -hmm. so then you know that you can build on it versus i don't know if they were taught that because sometimes things get cut because there's not enough time and so then you know what they've they've learned and what you need to retouch on that's a really good point actually we we just did a podcast uh, a month ago um with hatarian uh uh, schools and this is where they were teaching on the colonies and they were talking about that k to 12 
you know, situation where they had the opportunity to teach those kids when they were in grade two. Mm-hmm. And at high school, you know, you have a teacher that's there for 12 or 10 years right. and they're actually able to see that student grow up and they know exactly what they had taught them. Just like what you had said, you know, you knew what you taught them in grade mm-hmm. seven. So now you can teach and build on that in grade 12. So I think that's really cool. And we actually have schools like Reston School and Elkhorn School where they actually have that K to 12 environment where we do have teachers who are teaching that middle years and that high school too. Right. So that's, yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I think it's really um, a great opportunity for teachers to not only expand their skills, but then also to really get to know those students, right? Because they teach them for a long time. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's excellent. So why did you become a teacher? Um, I just, so this is my second career. I was in healthcare before. Okay. But there was always something that always had me drawn to teaching, whether it be the medical students coming in for their placement in the rural areas. And I, for some reason... The doctor always trusted me to teach them how to take blood, even though I'm x-ray first, but I always jumped in at the opportunity to teach the U of M med students how to take blood. So it was, it was always a learning, like teaching someone. I always, I always got something from that. I really felt very fulfilled in that. Mm-hmm. And um, also with the way things are in the world and how things are changing, I think that especially in social studies, we can really start to broaden their their eyes on what is truly out there mm-hmm. and maybe try to affect change and maybe change um, maybe the way they think of things or maybe open their eyes so that they, they maybe become better human beings. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would really like to make that change would be through the social studies and mm-hmm. And even even in science and mm-hmm. environmental uh, sciences, I have very little in. But today I taught a class on fur and tracks, yeah. and I was bringing in the indigenous culture mm-hmm. and like tracking and how do you think the settlers survived our harsh winters in Winni- in Winnipeg or yeah. in in Manitoba in yeah. general? Like how do you think the settlers would have survived this kind of harsh weather? Mm-hmm. And I bring that into like it just you know. We should acknowledge, we should, you know, educate and just see the the full view versus just the one view. Right. Absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Bring in that worldview. And I, I loved what you said about, uh, you know, making change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a lot of us as teachers, that has been our goal. And we, we recognize that fairly early in our career, or perhaps it was the reason why we, we began the, the career was because we do want to be change makers. We want to be yes, part of correct. a better world and we want to be part of making that world better. In so, theory. Yeah, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's neat? I think as you go through your career, you're going to see those moments and you're going to know that you have made change. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to those those moments when you get to when you get to experience that because it's, it's pretty special when it does happen, when you have that, that kid come up to you when they're about, you know, you've taught them when they're in grade seven or eight or whatever and they come up to you when they're 21 or 22 and they tell you, Mr. Deason, you made a difference in my life. Like that, and yeah, it's, it's pretty important. It's, and that's why we've become teachers. So that's awesome. Um, so you've done a few placements already. Obviously, you've done those three, and now this is your fourth. Um, what are some of those favorite resources that maybe you've picked up along the way or some teaching activities? Is there something that you can share with us? One that's like kind of sticks out and says, yeah, I really like that activity or I like that resource that you've... Um, I Well, uh, Mrs. Matheson has... Uh, opened my eyes to a few activities mm-hmm. and I I'm definitely like I really want to learn those activities that you can apply to the to the multiple curriculums not just like one specific mm-hmm. and uh, I like how um, there was um, I picked up on a few things in 
my math class, even though I'm not math, I mm-hmm. taught uh, grade 10 essential maths in, in uh, Minnedosa when okay. I was there, yeah. how um, the more you can relate to real life hmm. for any course, yeah. really, but really in, in the math, um, it was interesting to how when you bring authentic stories in from your life, or things that they can relate to, where that connection helps you to gain the relationships with your student. Totally. Um, uh, a lot of the grade 10 essential math, were, I'll never use this ever again. I don't know why I have to do this. And their effort was there. I said, well, I am living proof that you just never know. And they said, well, why do you know that? I said, well, I was just like you. Mm-hmm. And I said, here I am teaching grade 10 essentials math, having the same attitude as you. Mm-hmm. And I said, now I'm becoming a teacher when this is one, <laughs> wasn't what I set myself out to. Yeah. And I related to them and I just said, like, I had to re- go back and relearn this myself mm-hmm. because I had forgotten so much of it. But, yeah. uh, but then I said, there's other things that where I didn't think I was applying this kind of math mm-hmm. to real life. Uh, you, if you ever one day want to own a home, you're going to need to know rates right. you're yeah. need, gonna need to know what's your surface area of your home mm-hmm. what's the surface area of this wall for you to be able to buy paint and yeah. how many coats of paint or yeah. the carpet or i said you're gonna need to know these skills for if you ever want to own your own home one day mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to do this for your job right. if you're gonna have to learn how to angles if you're gonna be a carpenter mm-hmm. or like build construction or is said you just never know when you're gonna need this and that when I said anything like that, all of a sudden they want to learn that because they want to own a house one day. And yeah. it just, it gave them more like inspiration mm-hmm. or motivation to learn how to do this for their future, yeah. which I thought was, was a good lesson for me to always bring connection and try to find something that they can relate to for them to want to learn because it gives them a deeper connection. That's awesome. That real life connection, that practical. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's excellent. I, yeah, I love it. That's, yeah, totally. When you're teaching and you can actually bring that, uh, yeah, this is, I can use this tomorrow or I can use this yeah. later today. It makes such a big difference in, in their lives. Um, yeah, and one of the things that I hear you, that theme when you're talking through is kind of that project-based learning where you're allowing them to be able to work on these projects that they can actually use and would be part of their lives and what they, what they do. So that's great. Um, now, do you have a favorite book that you would like to share with your students or with others that you, uh, you feel is kind of impacted you or maybe impacted others? It is. Uh, it's, it's a Dr. Seuss book. It's, I think it's The Places You Will Go. I think that's the title. Yeah, I love that, that book. That is yeah. a, a, a book that you can relate in from early years all the way to high school. Hmm. If you're not, if you are going through something harsh or even just for something for your future, I, I received it as a grad gift hmm. with, with the lessons that are in this book will help you in the future <laughs> and and it is so true like everything in that book has stayed true all throughout and even the little kid could just be like oh you know those are nice you know it's something mm-hmm. that you can have throughout and uh, and it's honestly um a book that i i can't get out of my head and it's always been something that's in the back of my head and something that comes to mind instantly for inspiration or even just for life in general is mm-hmm. that is that one book yeah that's the book that I would share with, with, so in social studies, yeah. or you really could, could 
put it anywhere. It, it, it's relatable everywhere. It's when you're in that moment and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I need inspiration or I need a little bit of guidance or I need something to kind of pick me up and carry me through. Right. You reach out, grab that, that book. That yeah. book would be the book that would... Hmm. And it's an easy read. It is. <laughs> well, it's Dr. Seuss, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, now, cooperating mentor teachers, what is something that we as teachers, what can you tell us that we should do to help you when you're in your placements or what are some of the things that we need to know so that we can be be able to just support you in, in these, uh, these placements. Cause that's right. the ones that are going to be listening. These are going to be educators that are in the classroom and they, they have cooperate or they have, um, you know, student teachers working with them. How do we support you in this? Um, I think giving ideas and activities, uh, are huge, hmm. uh, because we're only given little glimpses in our, in our methods, courses of, of activities for one grade or here, like grade 11, oh, let's do this for that activity or this, or for evolution, there's these, this activity, you know, but mm -hmm. because in science methods, you have your chemistry, your physics and your biology. And so they can't just show one, one subject. Right. So they have to grab from different ones. So if you, you know, you don't, you're not given as many ideas on what to do. And it's nice to have an idea of, of even also how to plan your year hmm. for, yeah. because you do have your units, but it right. doesn't mean you have to do them all in that order. What order you find has always worked better for the kids to, to go in sequence versus the curriculum going from one to five, like right. what yeah. works best? Um, how do you do your year and, and how do you set your lesson plans? Um, how do your students, how are you finding your students, um, asset, like assessments? Do they prefer online hmm. or do you, are you finding that multiple choice are not where it's at anymore? Like, hmm. do you find that your students being able to explain themselves and do short answers or what do you think is best for them to prepare them for university? Because I think there's a huge gap between high school and university that there's not, you know, that gap is too big yeah. compared to what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And I, and I feel like, you know, learning from your CT on what is very important and the skills you need to own in also, not just the content is also important for you to try and develop for them for their for their future and yes ideas uh <laughs> ideas ideas like activities mm -hmm. and ideas i think is huge yeah. and um giving an, an insight of what their first year was like is mm -hmm. huge mm -hmm. for for any student especially in my in my last placement right um what to expect in your first year right. is huge yeah and what resources you use and i will be your resource it's versus when we're done, we're done. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I still ask my my CT from from my second placement. Mm -hmm. And he still gives me resources on on oh I was like, can I look at this? And yeah, definitely shares the file. You <laughs> know, having the resource of always being there versus right. not like oh, you were just my placement for seven weeks. Right. Bye, see you later. <laughs> you know, yeah. just the continued um, mentorship Absolutely. is huge. And you'll, and we're, I think you're going to find this too, and you probably have already seen this, is that as teachers, that's the thing 
about teachers. And it's funny because we just had a conversation earlier about, with another student teacher talking about the, the fact that as teachers, we help each other, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just describing exactly right. that, you know, even though you no longer have that placement with that person, they are quite willing to play, you know, give you some ideas or send right. you an email with here's some resources and that kind of thing. And that's, I think that's because of who we are as teachers is, you know, we desire to help. We desire to teach. And that's why you became a teacher, Correct, right? Yes. So I think it's not only just our students, but it's the people around us. And it's the, and it's the, uh, you know, the other teachers that are around us. It's maybe it's somebody on the weekend that's asking for some help with some math that you happen to know how to do that or whatever, right? Like we, we just, that's as teachers, that's naturally who we are. And that's why we, we become educators is because of that. We like to help other people. So, and we love to see others learn. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to oh, share no and going through that. And probably um, talk too much, like no, I usually <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really good. And uh, I know that those that are going to be listening to this are going to really enjoy the the conversation and and really appreciate the the insights that you've given us today. So thank you for that, Abby. Oh, Alrighty. no problem. Okay, and good luck to your career. Thank you. Alrighty. I hope okay. I hope we get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes, available at www.flbsd.mb.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.